Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of And That's That on That. A monthly podcast that no one asked for, but here we are anyways. My name is Gavin Bailey. And my name is Haley Chapman, and today we've got episode number six coming in hot. Gavin, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for asking. June... Is here, June it's gloom. Here. June gloom. Honestly, I don't see any. I haven't seen any yet. Just give it time. The gloom will cover. Oh, I can't wait. Just what we need. Day. I hate gloom. I don't know what it is. June is always a weird month because oh, of it. that reason. If you want gloom, go to Seattle. We're in California. Okay. I love gloom. I love gloom. I love rain. Uh, it's probably because we don't get any here and I appreciate it more. And this is where we have our differences. Yeah. We balance each other out. And I think we might have our first fight. Oh my God. Are we fighting right now? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so thanks again for tuning in. Last month we had Tim Shu on as a guest. Uh, this week it's just going to be Haley and myself. Um, because we had guys. so much fun on the last one when it was just us. We thought let's do it again. But this time it's a little more special because we're getting deep. Yeah, it's uh, even though this podcast is coming out in June, we are recording it in May and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So we figured this would be a good time to get into uh, a conversation about mental health and um, how it's affected us and our experience with it. Um, because I know there's more people out there that can relate, even though, you know, we don't really talk about it that much. Definitely. We've I mean, we've hinted at it. Quite a few times, but we've dropped some Easter eggs. We've dropped some <laughs> eggs, but you know, we're here now to talk about it and tell our story yeah. from the beginning. So I hope you're ready to listen to that. We're not going to get into that quite yet. We're going to start with everyone's favorite segment Pit, Pit and Peak. Yes, that All was right. a nice harmony. That was there. good. Are you a singer? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm in the presence of a singer. Follow uh, me on SoundCloud. Oh my God. I still, my SoundCloud is still up. And Mine yesterday, too. this girl liked my temporary home cover. I love it. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate it. You still have fans. You still have <laughs> like, fans. I appreciate it. Okay. I kicked off Pit and Peak last time. So I think you should kick it off this time. Okay. I'm down. I have some pits and I have some peaks. This last month, though, has been really eventful for me. Has it? It has. And I'll tell you why. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, so let's start with let's start with my peak. Let's do it. So as I mentioned before on the previous episode, I got a job at a mental health residential treatment center. And I've been working there for about a month now. And it's been an incredible experience. I can't talk about it on the podcast, but you can just know that it's been great and yeah, I'm happy. It's been a peak. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, but that kind of inspired me to want to do an entire episode of kind of talking about mental health and all of that. Because uh, there's a lot to cover and a lot of things that both Haley and I have gone through that could be a... A good story for other people to hear. Right. So that's my peak. What else is my peak? I feel like 
Well, I'm happy because I got a haircut. Thank God. And my you hair, dyed it blue too. I did. The blue came and went really quickly. <laughs> I, I could have told you, but yeah. I loved it. It was like a spur of the moment decision. A friend of mine is a hairstylist and she was bored one day and I went over to get my haircut and I came out with cut hair. And blue and hair. Blue hair. <laughs> so... That's how that went. And then I dyed it back. Um, This kind of goes into my pit a little bit uh, because I tried dyeing it back. I'm not a hairstylist, but I figured it wouldn't be that hard. You just put some brown dye on your hair and then it should like come out like normal. I've done it before and it was fine. But this time, I guess my hair was just really light on the top because we bleached it to be really Blue. blue. And... I don't know what happened, but the top of my hair just took the dye like really well. And so the top of my hair was black and the rest of my hair was like my normal hair color, which is light brown. Do you remember when we dyed your hair pink? Yes. How could I forget? And we put, we had to bleach it so much and we put bleach all over your scalp and you were like, I was miserable. It's like, Burning. It's like not, we're not supposed to do that. No, we had, but I we learned had that no idea. Later. Yeah. But anyways, what, what would you choose? Pink or blue? Pink. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. I, I wanted to go back to pink, but then blue was like my only option at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay, let's do it. But anyways, I fixed it. Kind of. I bought another thing of hair dye and tried to fix it. It looks pretty normal now, but there's Your still hair's some... like jet black right now. For yeah. people, obviously you can't see this right now, but his hair really is dark. jet black. Oh, you know what vibes you're giving me? What vibes? Jor- Jordan Von Strangle. <laughs> oh God. He doesn't have black hair. He doesn't? No. Who am I thinking of from Fairly Odd Parents? Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You know what? I'm going to, I'll remember it a little bit. Okay. Well, anyways, (laughs) um, yeah, so that's like part of my pit. I also have had the same pair of sunglasses for like six years and I love them and I finally misplaced them. I don't know how it took me that long. I misplaced about everything else in my life. I'm shocked. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I've misplaced them and it ruined my day. But then I found this website that has really cheap sunglasses and like eyeglasses, which I need both so i found it it's called zenny and i just bought some new sunglasses so now i'll be able to see because we both know how blind i am so yeah it's a little scary but if you guys want set up a little thing for you guys to save some money uh if you are in the market for some glasses or shout out zenny eyeglasses zenny is going to give you five dollars off your first purchase So just go to and that's that pod dot L N K dot two, not the number two, T O, and then slash Zenny, which is Z E N N I. So that's and that's that pod dot link dot two slash Zenny. Wow, that was smooth. Thank you. I listened to uh, 102.7 a lot. So like. Kiss FM. <laughs> I'm really inspired by LNK. <laughs> I really want the gold mic that too. Ryan we need that. has. We need to have custom mics. That's when you know you made it. But anyways, that's my pit and my peak. Nothing crazy, but I just had to tell you about my first world problems. So yeah. Haley, let's talk about your paranormal experience. Oh God. Okay. So let's start with the pit. So that we can end with a peak in some good vibes. Uh, All right. So 
as you guys know, I've been like talking about my quote unquote dating life um, in these past few episodes. Or lack there. Or lack there. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Keeping me humble. Um, So we've been talking about that in the past few episodes. And guess what? Guess what? We got another story for you. Another paranormal experience. Another paranormal experience with ghosts, a.k.a. being ghosted. But guys, guess what? In real life this time. It was ghosted in real life. It wasn't over the phone. It wasn't like it was I witnessed it happen. Okay, uh, so here's what happened. These are so good. Picture I this. I know. I feel like I'm that friend that like goes through traumatic like dating things just to like keep keep everyone entertained. And you know what? I'm okay with it. But, um, Mm -hmm. so what happened was I met this guy, we've been talking for like a week or so. And we, I was out in the city he lives in, uh, a few weeks ago. And, uh, he knew that I was there and asked me like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Like, let's hang out. And I was there with some friends and I was like, oh, we're going to go to this bar and uh, watch some games. And so I was like, yeah, you, you should- got games. You got games. You on got your games. Phone. Phone. If you guys Sorry. get that reference, you're you've made it to the right. My podcast. ADD is it's on right now. <laughs> Usually it's me. OK. Anyway, so um, we go to this bar and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we can hang out like I'm with some friends at this bar. Like, come come meet up with us. And it's like literally right down the street from his house. So he was like, okay, cool. Like I'll come over. He walks over, comes and joins us um, at the bar and we're all sitting at a table, just hanging out, having some drinks, watching games. Just being girlies. Just being girly. Well, it was actually me and my friend, um, Megan. And then we had like probably like four or five other guy friends with us. And so I was like, oh, solid. He's going to have some people to talk to, right? Like, It'll be great. Um, And so he shows up and he sits with us. We order a drink. We're all, he's chatting with the other guys there. And like, we're just having a great night. And um, then we like moved tables and I could like see he was like on his phone all of a sudden, like a lot, like wasn't really looking like, like looking at his phone every like probably like two minutes. Yeah. First of all, I was like, okay, well, if something's going on, like whatever, but take it outside. But then he was like, he showed me his phone. He was showing me something on his phone. And right when he was showing it to me, this like girl starts FaceTiming him. And I was like joking. First red flag. Yeah. I was also like, I mean, I'm not the type to like say, like, who cares if a guy has like other girl friends? Like have your girlfriend. I have guy friends. I don't care. And so, and also like we've only hung out like a few times. So who am I to say? But he, his That's phone, me as fuck though. I'm like, I, I start dating somebody for like a couple days and I'm like, you're like, who is that? (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? Who is that? Um, and I like jokingly looked at him and I was like, should I answer it? Ha ha. And he was like, got like a little defensive and was like, uh, uh, yeah, you can, if you want. And I was like, no, I do. I I don't care here. Here's your phone back. And so he didn't, he didn't answer the call, but then he kind of just was like checking his phone a lot. And I was like, and like starting to kind of like disconnect from the group. And I was like, uh, is everything okay? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One sec, I, I got to run to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, haha, are you, <laughs> Gavin's laughing at me. I was like, oh, are you going to leave me? Haha, <laughs> are you going to bail? And he was like, and he like puts his hand on my shoulder. He's like, no, I'm not going like, haha, whatever, laughs, walks away. And, um, and then I'm, my other guy friends are like, oh, he's so cool. Like whatever. And then like 
10 minutes goes by and I'm like, hmm, maybe there's, maybe there's a long line I in the bathroom. I just can't believe. No, just wait. I was like, maybe there's a long line in the bathroom. And then another 10 minutes goes by. Like it's been 20 minutes since he left. And I was like, my friend that was there, I was a guy. He was, I was like, go, go check the bathroom, see if there's a line. And he, he goes and he's like, mm, he's not in there. And I was like, okay, maybe he had to like answer his phone. And then another 10 minutes goes by. It's been like 30 minutes since he left. And I finally looked at my guy friends and I was like, you guys, he left. He's gone. And they were like, oh yeah, sorry, girl. Like he left. That's insane. And I was like, I just like was in shock. And I was like, what? I was asking the guys, I was like, did I do something? Like what's wrong? Like what did I do wrong? And they were like, Haley, you literally did nothing. He's just a loser. It has nothing to do with you. Just like forget it. And then I look at my phone and he had texted me this novel of a mess of a text message saying like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I feel like I feel terrible. Like my friend needed me. She wasn't okay. I had to go take care of her and I have a really early morning tomorrow. So I, I had just had to leave and I'm really sorry. Um, mind you, he left, he never paid for his drinks. He Hmm. put it on my friend's tab, like didn't say a word. First of all, if you're, if you have time to like run to the bathroom, which the bathroom was literally a few steps away from our table. Like you have time to come by the table and be like, Hey, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I have an emergency. I gotta go. That would have been fine. There's yeah. I would have been like, Oh, no worries. Whatever. And even if that was the way you were going to ghost me, I, I don't care. Like you should have just, there's no excuse. Like you should have at least just run by the table, show some respect and be like, Hey, I got to go. I don't care if you lie. Just like, like he could have just been like, Oh, sorry. I have an emergency. It's not hard. Like yeah. he could have just come over and said bye. And all my friends were, all were just like, he's a loser, whatever. And then, so I was just like shook and I was like, okay, screw this. I'm going to go out. I'm going to have a great night. I need like, I need I need to have a good night and forget about that because that was absolutely ridiculous. What I want to know is how he managed to sneak out of the restaurant without you knowing. Well, because it was like an, we were outdoors. So you have to okay. go inside to um, go to the bathroom. And when you leave the bathroom, that you don't pass our table to gotcha. get to the door. So I never saw him leave. No one did. I was thinking this would have been like a crawl out of the window situation. <laughs> No, I mean, lucky for him, like you, when you leave the bathroom, you can go the opposite way to leave. So he, yeah, he sent me this novel text. I'm so, I feel so terrible. If you felt so terrible, you would have come said bye to me, but whatever. So then all my guy friends were like, we're going to buy you a drink. We're going to have a great night. Like, we're going to go out. Like, you're going to forget about him. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was just like, what did I do wrong? Like, but they were like, stop saying that. It has nothing to do with you. We're over it. So then shout out. Megan, we went out, we went to a different bar, we had a lot of fun, and then I ended up running into some more of my friends from LA, and I was like, you guys, this is what happened, like, was so upset, and they were like, get it out, we're we're gonna have a great night, and then we ended up, like, going and running in the ocean at, like, two in the morning, and just having, Love like, it. a good friends night, so shout out to my friends for, like, being there for me, which... And I haven't heard from him since. And like we Venmo, like Megan Venmo requested him because he didn't pay and he never, never paid it. Oh my God. Never, like, like so rude. Trash. Just Absolute trash. Lack of a man. Yeah. there. So, you know what? So we're over it. Um, And yeah, we have never, who, we don't know who he is anymore. We're done. Wow. Yeah. So that happened. That was my. Scary. 
Ghost. Spooky. So you guys, I was literally ghosted in plain sight. In, in real life. Sight. He just said, wow. I got to go to the bathroom. I'm out. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to go out and have a good night with my friends. So bye. And that. Is that on that? Is that on that? <laughs> and that was another paranormal experience. I think I need like Haley. a seance to get all this paranormal activity out of my life. Hey, I mean, I got sage. Oh, so you're right. We, may, we need we to may like need cleanse to sage your body. <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay, um, what about your peak? Okay, so Let's my end peak, on a good note. Yes. After that weekend, I was like, you know what? I just need like a little break. I need like some family time. I just need to like chill for a weekend. And so I ended up going down to my cousin's house. Um, and it was her daughter's, um, six year old birthday. And then I got to see her son's, uh, little baseball game, little, um, like slow pitch baseball. It was so cute. Love it. Um, and he got a hit and it was so cute. And so I just got to like disconnect for a weekend, see family and, that was really nice because I hadn't seen them in a long time because of COVID. And then um, I just got back from Havasu and I went to Havasu um, with Megan. Should I say Megan's name one more time? Yeah, <laughs> say it a few more. Um, went to Havasu and it was so much fun. Got got some nice little getaways this month. So I'd say that was my peak. Nice. Yeah. Getaways are always much needed. They canceled out the ghosts. Yeah. Speaking of getaways, I'm getting away next month. Yeah, you are. To Denmark to play uh, Tim Shoes Music Festival out there. I believe it's sold out, but if in fact there's tickets still available, you should come. You should come if you guys want to take a little trip to Denmark or if there's someone listening in Copenhagen right now because we or do wherever. have some, we did have some guests from. Your neck of the woods. So. Right. We did. We did. Buy tickets, guys. Gavin's show is going to be Come hang. Because if Haley doesn't come, I'm going to be really lonely. <laughs> I know. I don't know what life. I don't know what my life is right now. We'll see. Well, next month, you'll find out if Haley goes to Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cliffhanger of the episode. We'll, we'll just have to see. Oh, also another peak. I forgot. I'm a golfer now. Oh my God. I you golf. Are. I golf. I go with my dad. I also went with Megan. One more time. I'm going to say your name. Uh, <laughs> I went golfing and I shot a 98. And that's Whoa. not bad. I it It's not great, but it's not bad for Tiger only like my Woods third time. Who? Tiger Woods is shaking right now. Oh my God. Absolutely I mean, shaking he might in his be boots. Poor guy. He's on crutches, I think. Oh gosh. Maybe I'll, I'll take his place. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I'm a golfer now. So. That's another peak. Yeah. Um, a peak for you. I don't know. You know, anyways. I'm trying to get better. I just ordered a cute outfit, a cute golf outfit. So maybe that makes me better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that concludes Pit and Peak for us. But now on to our next segment of the day. Our topic is Mental Health Awareness Month. So yes. um, buckle we, up. Buckle up. Here we go. We have a lot to say. So, how did you get depression? <laughs> um, okay, so like I've... I, I didn't actually mean that as a question. It was not funny. <laughs> me um, about to open up like, well... Uh, well, let me tell you. Um, okay, so this segment, I really wanted it just to be kind of a conversation between Haley and I, not really, not necessarily about like the details of our experience, but like... 
how we've made it thus far. Deal with it. Like when yeah. we first got it and like how we deal with it and what helps us. For sure. Now. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to say. I don't even know where to start, but I guess if do you want to start this yeah. out? Okay. Um, I would say like, first of all, this isn't like <laughs> fun to talk about. Like this isn't like, I don't want anyone like thinking as we're like talking about this, that like this is like easy something we enjoy yeah it's like i just think it's important to talk about For just sure. because a lot of people deal with it and don't really talk about it. and it's it's common like it's not like there's something wrong with you like it's a it's a thing a lot of people go to therapy therapy's awesome i love my therapist um but i think i'll start by saying the first time i noticed that i was like overly anxious or you know feeling like everyone says this but like the days you can't get out of bed and it's like it's more than that it's like not being you just don't feel like you're in control of your emotions or um how how things make you feel and being like there were some days that I just like couldn't speak because I was so anxious I like I just wanted to like crawl into a little hole and then there were there are other days where I couldn't get out of bed. I just slept all day. And that's just, you know, I learned that is not normal. <laughs> and so I think the first time I remember feeling that way was in high school. I was like, I think I, I don't, I don't specifically remember. It was just like when I just remember it was, it was during high school and I just felt like I, I wasn't in control of anything I was feeling and I was super like unmotivated. I was overly anxious to where I couldn't like, I, even when I was younger, like I couldn't go to sleepovers at, at my friend's houses. Like if it was like a birthday party, like I remember even in like elementary school, I couldn't go to sleepovers because I would get so incredibly anxious at night. I would like call my parents crying in the middle yeah. of the night to come get me because my separation anxiety was insane. Like just being out of control of where I was and out of, out of my comfort zone just made me spiral. Like eventually I grew out of it and I was able to like go to sleepovers and feel comfortable in somewhere that wasn't my own house. But I, um, I think in high school, I kind of started to get generalized anxiety with social situations and also like, but I I hit it very well. Yeah. Like a lot of people tell me like they wouldn't think that I was because I was, I was pretty social in high school. I was a social butterfly. I had a, I was in a ton of different friend groups. I, I loved talking to people, but, and on the inside, I was just like wildly anxious and like was up and down all the time. And, um, and then I finally, I got my therapist and, um, I, I not saying that like, it's easier now, like now it's just a different type of anxiety. It's a different, that you think about different things. You, you, you know, different things make you kind of out of control of your feelings. And it was really tough because especially no one talked about it back then. Like, For sure. I it's think, definitely more of a conversation now. But, yeah. Uh, I feel like it's still a little like people are still hesitant to speak on the topic uh, authentically, I think. And like, I think that's why you and I connected really well, because we like weren't afraid to talk about it yeah. to each other because we knew that we 
understood it. But um, I want to go back real quick and sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to go back to when you were saying the portion about like being very, very young and having those Mm -hmm. uh, feelings because a lot of people don't realize that mental health issues and symptoms can start showing up as early as like one years old, two years old, three years old. Um, If I was ever like if it if I was gone from my house for too long, I would start to get very anxious. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't talk. Like, I just, I don't know what it, what, I truly don't understand what was. there was. like, because sometimes, I mean, these things can happen. Like, you can start to develop those feelings just as a, like a misfire in your brain and your brain just doesn't produce enough serotonin and like things mm. like that. Or there's an event in your life that then triggers mm. these feelings and like triggers those symptoms um i don't know what a traumatic event yeah i don't know if there was like a trip for me specifically i don't think there was like a traumatic event i think i just like i overthink that's my thing differently yeah and i i don't a lot of people made fun of me for it especially like my friends or you know people would just think i was like being dramatic And that kind of hurt the most is when people would say like, you're just being dramatic, like just get over it. And it's like, do you know how badly I wish I could? Like, do you know how badly I wish I didn't feel like this? And um, I I felt like embarrassed because I could never like sleep over at other people's houses because I just, as soon as the night came out, I was just... I couldn't think about anything else. I couldn't like, I would just shut down. I would shut off. I wouldn't talk to anyone. I just, I, my stomach started just like butterflies and I, I would have to like call my parents like sobbing, like, please come get me. And it's like, for what reason? And then one day I just kind of like grew out of it. But I think that's where my anxiety like stemmed from just feeling out of control because I knew I couldn't leave. For sure. I didn't have a car. I didn't have my, what if my parents were asleep and didn't answer? Like, I just, oh God, I got so anxious. And that's where people kind of were like, oh, haha, you could never leave your parents' side. And it's like, it wasn't even that. It was just anxiety of not being in control. And I think that's where it started. And then as soon as like life got, you know, you get older and stuff, you get anxious about different things. Like I outgrew the like not being able to sleep over at someone's house, but I still got super anxious about things that like weren't in my control. When I started my first job, um, out of college, I was a absolute wreck, but no one would have ever known that. Like I would just be so anxious and like, I can't do this, like doubting myself. And I almost quit multiple times. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it because I, it was out of my control. Like I just didn't know what was coming next. And that's like the biggest trigger for my anxiety is not being in control and not knowing what is coming next, which is why I think during COVID and stuff, I've obviously been struggling with it too, because I don't know, like my life literally took a 180. I like didn't know what was coming next. I was so out of control of the situation. And so it's been, it's been tough during this season, but I've really kind of gotten a handle on how to control it and how to like help me when I feel those things during covid was there anything that like your therapist specifically helped you with like to deal with the isolation portion of like the pandemic and Mm -hmm. or whatever that was bothering you during that time that you would like to share 
it was a lot of journaling, a lot of focusing on what I'm grateful for, a lot of being being grateful that I I wasn't really like I was healthy, I wasn't affected by COVID, I never got COVID, but I I was just I think but she really just kind of told me like this is this is weird for everyone. It's not just you. It's yeah. like just know that you're not alone and I continued to just journal, uh, meditate and kind I think of- that was the thing that kept me going was that I was like, okay, I'm not the only person. Right. It's like, like, this is the whole world. Basically. Yeah. Like global energy. Everybody's like trying to just get through this. And yeah. I think that just knowing that and knowing that I wasn't like the only one feeling that way just made me feel a bit better. Same. But. And right now it's hard too, because things are going back to normal, but it's also like, weird it's still weird and like life is still so uncertain on my the new normal is very weird for right now and yeah life is is super uncertain on on my end as well and so just just kind of learning to deal with that and I feel like the universe is just like hey you need to work on this like you need to work on being comfortable being uncomfortable for sure and that's my period that's my biggest fear is like being out of control of things, but I definitely have grown a lot and gotten better. But yeah, I've, I think I've dealt with it since like a a kid, like I never really knew what it was, but I just, I, my anxiety was out of control when I was a kid. And then I, as I got older, I learned more how to deal with it, but yeah, it's crazy. Like as a kid, you don't really know, like that's, you don't know what anxiety is or like depression or. I remember being like seven eight years old and feeling like the the littlest things would send me into like a dizzy like freak out like it felt like the room was spinning and I realized now and like I was breathing quickly and sweating and like couldn't couldn't catch my breath and now I realize I was having a panic attack yeah as a kid and I yeah. It's I, like you don't really know. No, and you feel like and as your you parents get older, probably feel like oh, it's just being exactly, a kid or exactly. whatever. Exactly. I was just a lot of people just said no, you're just being dramatic. It's gonna be okay. And I'm like, oh god, I wish I felt like it was gonna be okay. But in those moments, you just think that like the world is ending. That's literally yeah, how it feels. For sure. Um, and I'm sure as someone out there can relate. Panic attacks are horrendous, and um. It just takes time, I feel like, to get used to it. Because I remember being afraid, like, going places. I'm like, am I going to have a freak out? Like, am, am I going to have a panic attack? Am I going to be okay? Um, I just would always get nervous about it. But as, as I got older, I was like, I learned more how to, like, cope with it and how to handle it. And uh, I still, you know, I still journal and I, I, I meditate and I stay, you know, trying to stay positive helps a lot. And um, just learning that you're never going to be in control of anything. Yeah, Everything is out of your control. You never know what's coming next. So you just have to live your life day by day and live in the present. That's the biggest thing for me is like, just live in the moment. Stop worrying about the past and the future because yeah. you can't change or control any of it. Exactly. And just live in the moment and you're going to be okay. Mindfulness. Yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. That is mindfulness. When do you think that you're like anxiety and depression started? I think, I mean, my journey with mental health or mental illness, I hate saying mental illness, but that's what it is. Um, There's, 
I've had it my whole life. Like I was born with these things. Um, but I've also experienced like events in my life that have contributed to, uh, the traumas Mm -hmm. and like contributed to my depression and anxiety and PTSD or whatever. So I guess to start, I've officially been diagnosed with anxiety, depression, PTSD, ADD. I haven't been diagnosed for OCD, but I know I have it. (laughs) (laughs) Some of they kind of go hand in hand Um, sometimes. But yeah, so that started, I think it really kind of hit me though when I was about 12 um, is when I started just kind of like the lows that I would feel were way too low low. for me at 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Like it just didn't make sense. There was nothing going on in my life to where I would be that depressed or like down or like just didn't have any motivation. That's when you know it's not outside factors necessarily. It's like that's, it's your brain. Right. Like it's not other things necessarily making it happen, even though those can make it worse, but it's, yeah, you're not crazy. You can (laughs) can either be born with it or you can develop it as life goes on and as things happen to you. And just depending on how you heal from them or cope with them is how you're going to like, that's going to affect you later on whether you know it or not. Um, so anyways, to go back to kind of when I figured out my, I had mental health issues. Um, I started going to therapy at 13 and those are, I feel like those years, like probably 12 to 17 or 18 were really, really rough years for me. Um, and I've, I think depression is often misunderstood in a way of like the commercials or whatever like it's depicted as like you're just kind of in this constant state of sadness which is not at all the truth yeah um you can still be pretty happy and be incredibly depressed Mm -hmm. at the same time um and so I think like for me, there was a lot of really good stuff going on at that. And during those years, um, that was when my music career really started to take flight and like things were happening for me and everything that I had ever wanted in my childhood was coming true during those years. And I just wasn't able to enjoy it or like, mm-hmm. um, really accept like that those were kind of my dreams coming true in a way. and like it's hard to look back at that because you imagine your whole life, like when your dreams come true or like when you finally get to that place that you want to be, like you're going to be so excited about it and like all that. And I think for me, it's almost like I just didn't even realize it was happening because I was so like in your head. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, my depression looked way different from other people's and I'm sure that goes the same way for a lot of people it's all different um but for me I'd, I'd have weeks of being very manic and happy and excited and getting a lot of stuff done then there'd be weeks of just not being able to get out of bed not because I was depressed but I was just exhausted, exhausted exactly and like felt sick yeah and that's another thing that people are like well get out of bed it's like no I feel like I have the flu right now yeah I would <laughs> it's literally a physical like, effect that's my doctor would be like my therapist would be like, go, go on a run, go out and exercise and you'll have more energy and stuff. And I would like wake up from like sleeping for 16 hours, go on a run and then fall right back asleep as soon as I got home. And I was like, yeah, that's not, 
that's not normal. <laughs> yeah. And then when I was like 13 or 14, I um, discovered that substances really make you feel better when you're <laughs> feeling like that. And I experienced that very early on that once I started taking something that made me feel good, I was unable to stop. So I um, discovered that probably 14 years old and um, just being somebody who was very social at that time in my life. I was scared to like drink around my friends because anytime I would like drink, I would just get way too messed up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and pretty much with any other substance as well. But that was very early on in my life. And I, since then, I've been to multiple like residential treatment programs um, for mental health and addiction. Um, and I've been open about that through the years. Uh, but I think this last place that I went to really opened my eyes to almost like creating your own recovery plan because. Because it's not the same for everyone. It is not a one size fit all um, like therapy. And that that's why there's hundreds of different therapy styles. And like, it just doesn't one thing is not going to work for the next person. Like mm -hmm. something that works for me might not work for you, for you. But yeah, so I went into those treatment programs just thinking like, as soon as I get out, like I'm going like to be healed. a healed, changed man. And I think that's kind of when I got my wake up call that like mental health is a lifelong um, journey. And it's something that, you know, you're going to have to take care of for as long as your brain is functioning. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think there's definitely like a misconception about mental illness that it's like can be just cured with the easiest things. And that's just not completely true. Yeah. But I guess the point of talking about this today um, is really just to like show that a lot of people are living with mental health issues and are still living a very productive and successful life. Yeah, um, you're definitely not alone. But they, with that said, I try and live my life to treat everyone as if they've just experienced a traumatic event because you really never know like what somebody's going through and yeah. the, you know, one wrong thing can set them, send them into a spiral. Um, and I feel like when you are struggling with your mental health, it's like you feel ashamed and sometimes you, that's why you try and hide it even more and don't talk about it. Um, and it's okay to talk about it. You're not alone. And it's just as important as your physical health. Like mm. it's connected. Like if you, if something's wrong in your head, like it's going to show up in a physical symptom at some point, like yeah, the exhaustion, the, oh you know, the body aches, like whatever the, it's all going to come out eventually. So might as well yeah, <laughs> try and, and get to the bottom of it if you can. Yeah. What would you tell someone? What's your best advice? that maybe helps you or what you would tell someone who's like at the peak of their struggle with mental health. For sure. Um, as someone who's been at rock bottom more times than I'd like to admit, <laughs> um, it always does get better as shitty as that sounds to say. Um, 
everything is temporary in life. Um, That's something I tell myself on a daily basis and that helps me in multiple areas of my life uh, that everything is temporary. Um, Also, just taking everything one day at a time, one hour at a time, like... Mm -hmm. The more that you think about your future and how long you're going to have to deal with something or get that anxiety going, it's just going to make things so much more difficult. And your healing process, it's going to make that much longer. Yeah, there will be highs and lows. That's a given. But we were just talking about this today. There's no point in worrying about the future. It's not going to change anything. If you're if you're worried about, oh, what's going to happen if X, Y, Z happens and blah, blah, blah. Like it's not going to change anything. So living in the moment and just taking it day by day is I think the biggest thing for me. And that's what I would tell someone else if they're struggling with anxiety that the future and the past are going to happen and they're they're really not in your control. So don't don't worry about it because for it's sure. not going to change anything. And obviously easier said than done, but if you have that in your mind that like, you know, you're continuously reminding yourself of that, eventually it'll become muscle memory and it'll be a lot easier to kind of deal with that. But also don't be afraid to ask for help. Like don't be afraid to go to treatment because it doesn't look good or like it's embarrassing. First of all, no one has to know. Second. Yeah. It's a blip of time, a very small amount of time in the grand scheme of things that will help you tremendously if you really need it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what they're there for. I'm a firm believer and supporter of treatment. And again, everybody's different. But for me, that's kind of what I've seen uh, working in that field. Yeah. So in conclusion, you're not alone. And we wanted to take this episode to talk about it because we've had our own experiences with it. And I know that someone listening probably has too. So yes. And the DMs are always open. If anyone needs any advice, support or whatever, we are here Slide to listen. On in. Um, but that's been our show today. It's a little shorter of a show since <laughs> we don't have a guest, but we wanted to come on here and talk about something that's very important to both of us so if you've made it this far thank you for listening and we will see you next month have a great month everyone we thank you for being here yes we do we'll see you in july see y'all in july have a good hot girl summer (laughs) 